Most of all, I appreciate the spirit that I feel in this church. I know that the pastor has done a great work here. When evangelist comes in to preach, he can only help the pastor in the church. I don't have anything to bring to you except the word of God. And the pastor is what gets the ground all broken, gets it all set. We come in and water a little, God gives the increase. Tonight I have nothing new for you except just try to get the spirit of God to move on the anointment that your heart might be touched and that you might pray through tonight and let the Holy Ghost do whatever it should. Turn with me today. I'm going to over in the, uh, just a minute here, let me get myself organized. I want to go to Luke. I feel good tonight. Last night I felt bad in body. But I prayed the Lord would lift that from me. And he did. Got a good night's sleep last night and felt good in the spirit today and in the body. If I can get this flesh out of the way tonight, I feel like God will do something. And uh, I'm going to be reading to you out of Luke, the 7th chapter. Let's go to the 37th verse. I'm going to read a little more lengthy tonight than usual. The Lord impressed me. I went back and asked him what he wanted me to read, all of it or half of it. He said all of it. So I don't normally read this much, but tonight it's a point to be made. <laughs> Reading the seventh chapter, 37th verse of St. Luke. And behold, a woman <clears throat> in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an ambassador box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. Let's go to the 44th verse. And he turned to the woman and said, Simon, seest thou this woman I entered into thine house? Thou givest me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou givest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou did not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven for she loveth much but to whom little is forgiven the same loveth little and my thought tonight's going to be at the feet of Jesus let's pray Heavenly Father we ask you tonight dear Lord God that you'd anoint this message dear Lord God that this flesh might die Heavenly Father that I might decrease that you might increase Lord God, that all thoughts would be removed from our minds, that our hearts would be upon thee continually, Lord God, that we might receive what thou would have for us this night. 
Heavenly Father, we know that thou knoweth all things, asking you, Heavenly Father, to bind the adversary. Dear Lord God, that we might have the liberty to preach thy word according to thy will, Heavenly Father, giving you all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus. At the feet of Jesus, about 2,000 years ago, there was a baby born to a virgin named Mary. And his name was Jesus. He was like any ordinary baby. He cried when he wanted something to eat. He fretted when he hurt. He crawled around on the floor and got into cabinets, done whatever any ordinary baby would do. Get out in the yard and he would play and get dirty. He'd pilfer into this and out of that. But his mother thought he was the most beautiful thing in the world, just like any other mother. She'd examined him probably all over and couldn't find a flaw in him. But I can see her one day as he come in out of the yard. He crawled up on the porch and his little old face was all dirty and his legs. She got a dish pan out there and put some warm water in it and a little soap suds. Taking him, put him down into that water. And when he got out of that water, he began to kick like a little old baby. It felt good. I see her. She began to worship on his forehead and around his ears. She began to look down into that little face and she began to meditate. And she began to wash him and clean him up. And he began to wiggle and squirm. And she washed on down his neck. And then she come on down to his stomach and washed it. And then on down to his legs. She examined everything about him. She thought he was perfect. But after a while, she moved on down to his legs. And then she came down to his little old feet. And I can see her. She takes those little feet into her hands. And she begins to wash them. And she begins to meditate. And she begins to wonder. I wonder what you'll do when you get older. I wonder what you'll be and where you'll go. Not realizing that those little old feet that she was washing was going to carry a message down to Samaritan woman that was lost and undone without God. Not realizing that one day that him and his disciples would leave you and go down, leave up and go down to Samaria. And there was a woman that was lost that had five husbands. One that was living in adultery. One that had no hope. One that was destined to go to an eternal hell. But those same feet that Mary washed was bringing salvation down to a Samaritan woman that had no hope. And those same feet carried him one day on down toward Jericho. As the multitudes had gathered and the hundreds of had come in and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and all the religious sect of that day had gathered to see Jesus and I can see him as he's walking on down toward Jericho and they're hollering at him and trying to have audience with him all the big wigs is wanting to invite him into their church building to see their great big building program all the Pharisees clergy that day wants to have lunch with him but I can see Jesus as he walks on down he don't hear not one word from any one of them. But suddenly there's a blind man over there. And he asked one of them, what's taking place? He said, what's happening? I hear a bunch of noise. They said, well, Jesus from Nazareth is passing through. 
and he began to holler out, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And those same feet as they walked on down there, suddenly they stopped. And about all the voices that were hammering in the world that day, his ears did not hear none of them. He didn't hear the clergy of that day. He didn't hear the Pharisees or the scribes. He didn't hear the hypocrites or the fake religion of that time. But he heard that blind man over there when he hollered, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And he said, Bring him here. And when he brought him here, he asked him what he wanted. He said, That I might receive my sight. He said, Thou hast received thy sight, and thy faith has saved thee. Now this blind man here had never seen from birth. He'd never seen the rising sun. He'd never seen the lilies of the valley. He had never seen the beauty that God had arrayed this world with. He'd never seen what a woman looked like. He'd never seen what a man looked like. He had lived in total darkness until those precious feet that Mary bathed brought Jesus down that day to Jericho and he went and brought sight to a blind man. Yes. No same feet walked on out of Jericho and there was a publican there that was a sinner and a rich man was a chief of the publicans was a tax collector one that was hated in the city one that everybody despised he went out and got them taxes didn't make any difference just like they do today no mercy it didn't make any difference whether you had any money they want the taxes you're going to die and pay taxes and they did then too or he had ways of getting it but the crowd had gathered and as he moved on out of town old Zacchaeus he was a little man in statue and he tried to get into the crowd to see Jesus he'd run around this way and he'd run around that way wasn't no way for him to get through that crowd. He was a thinker. He had to be to be a tax collector. He'd figured out every way to collect taxes, so he looked out ahead of him, and there's an old sycamore tree. I can see him as he runs around that crowd, and I want to tell you something tonight. We need more people that's got the desperation of old Zikas. I'll tell you, if you ever climbed a sycamore tree, that's a job to do, because it ain't many limbs are going up a sycamore tree. But that little old Jasper, he headed around that crowd, he skinned up that tree and got out on that limb like a fox squirrel and whenever the Lord walked up on that limb he went and stopped and he don't no man looked down on God and he said Zacchaeus come down out of that tree for this day I desire to die in thy house and old Zacchaeus come down out of that tree and he fell at the feet of Jesus and he said Lord forgive me of my sins he said Lord everything that I have I'll give half of it to the poor and everything that I have taken wrong he said, I'll pay it back four times. I want to tell you something. He took something from this man down in that town. That run around was a big wig of that city to get out on his knees there in front of all them people down in that dirt. But he wanted something far greater than money could buy. He wanted to have audience with that one that was walking through Jericho. That one that was born to Mary. And the man named those feet had brought salvation to Republican. One day, as they sailed over the Sea of Galilee, he stepped off of a ship into Gadarene country. 
And there was a man there by the name of Legion, one that lived in the tombs in the mountains, one that run the mountainsides and screamed and hollered day and night, one that had 2,000 devils inside of him, one that could not think for himself, one that had grown so strong through the powers of Satan that he would tear his clothes off of him. They put him in chains and he broke his chains. They put him in fetters and he broke the fetters. It was no man that could tame him. He was a man that was not liked in society. At the night, whenever he's up on those hillsides, he'd scream and he'd holler. And the women folk would get all their kids in, afraid of that man, afraid of that fellow that was possessed by the devil. And up through the tombs he'd run and he'd scream. He was a man that looked like there was no hope. It looked like for him there was nothing but destruction. But I'm here to tell you tonight it don't matter what condition you're in. If Jesus Christ comes to your rescue there ain't nothing that he can't do. There ain't nobody he can't help. And whenever it says that he saw Jesus afar off, he began to run toward him. And the Lord went and, brought, went and loosed him from them devils. He cast them devils out into the sea and he set that man free and that man put on clothes and went back in the community and made an asset to civilization. And I will tell you tonight, if the demons of hell are walking up and down your spine and they've got the clutches on you, all you've got to do is fall at the feet of Jesus. He'll deliver you. I don't care how bound you are. I don't care how much the devil's got you. He can't handle Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. But those same feet that Mary once washed was now walking up Golgotha Hill. Here they were going on a journey. All the sins of humanity were stacked upon his shoulders. Mankind that he had created and he loved so dearly had now become his enemy. The church world of that day had got so possessed with Satan with all their old carnality. You don't tell you what happens to you when the Spirit of God moves out, the devil moves in. I don't know about you, but I don't believe the Spirit of God is in these charismatic movements. I don't believe the Spirit of God is in these Trinitarian churches. I don't believe anybody has the truth but those who know Jesus Christ, and the only way you'll know him is repent of your sins, and he reveal his identity to you. And if you've never repented of your sins, you don't know who Jesus Christ is. And all of that church world out there one day will turn on you if the Lord tears, and they'll cut your head off and roll it out into the street. And your neighbor out there, you may think your friend, that neighbor one day will turn on you because the same spirit that was in that gathering will be in them and they'll rise up against you and they'll persecute you and you'll think you'll take, you'll take side with them. You better stand for Jesus Christ and stay in your church and down on your knees and let the Spirit of God lead and guide you. You know what the book of Revelation says? If you have any part with the harlot church or her daughters, it says you are an adulterer. You're married. You don't belong to nobody but Jesus. He don't want you flirting around with nobody else. You got no business messing with any other church. When the man of Galilee came down one day and walked into your heart and he gave you the plan of salvation, you became his and you don't belong to anybody else. 
us. The world don't like that. And a lot of people in our own churches don't like it. But I'm here to tell you Billy Graham's a false prophet. I'm here to tell you all Roberts is too. And I'm here to tell you that Jimmy Swaggart is too. I'm going to tell you the only prophets in this land are those that have been buried in the name of Jesus and have been filled with the Holy Ghost and they're the only ones that know the truth. If you've never had uh, Jesus to walk by you, and let you see his deity and know him as he is. You're lost and headed for a dying hell. And I'm gonna tell you something else while I'm on it. That old Pope ain't got enough power to pray for a headache. That old Pope, he is the biggest fake that ever come in this world. He ain't nothing but a homosexual. I'll prove that to you because he wears a dress. He don't wear men's clothes. All of them old uh, cardinals that sit around, they wear them. All the old priests, they wear them. They all wear dark clothes because they are of darkness. You don't see them running around in light-up churches. They have no light in them. They're nothing but the devil's agents, and they're turned loose in this world to deceive the very elect if it were possible, but it ain't possible to deceive us because we know who Jesus Christ is. Yeah, the greatest name was ever known in heaven or in hell. There ain't nobody can deceive a child of God because you know your identity and his name is written in your forehead. You have the knowledge of who your God is. When he walked one day down through the corners of your heart and gave you the revelation of who he was. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the scholars write. I don't care how big the bulletins get. It's a simple little child can understand it. You don't have to have a first grade education. You don't have to know your ABCs. All you gotta know is get out on your knees and say, Lord, I'm sorry for everything that I've done. And he'll come to your rescue and he'll give you all the knowledge you need. Yes, sir. I don't get on them old Catholics too hard because I'm going to tell you, that's my enemy. You may say, oh, brother, there are some good ones. No, they ain't. Come on. They're not. If there's any goodness in this world, it's in you. I can prove that in the Bible. Come on. Catholics is a church of the devil. Yeah. Instigated ever since mankind's been here. We're running forerunners far to covering it up and some of our own people sat around and listen to Billy Graham before they listen to a Pentecostal preacher. Some of them have TVs in their homes and they listen to them on television and won't even listen to you. I don't say you, brother, but a pastor. I know it for a fact. And they take their word as his gospel. It's just like whenever Billy Graham went over into Russia, he had to go by the Vatican to find out what to say when he got there. But I won't tell you something right now. The closest he ever come to God is when he come in the audience with them little Pentecostals and knelt and prayed. They told about how great he was, but he was a privileged man just to walk in with some people, had the knowledge of the truth, and stand and pray with them. Billy Graham ain't got no truth. He is out of the harlot daughters. He's one of the daughters of the harlot church and one of the 
greatest instigators of leading these people down to destruction and sending them to hell. He sent them old people to hell in Las Vegas is, and so is all Roberts and all the rest of these false prophets. And I will tell you something tonight. If you had repented of your sins and Jesus ain't walked down your heart and you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you're going to be deceived. The only way you ain't going to be deceived is you're going to know who labors among you. And the Spirit of God's always going to tell you who's a false prophet and who's not. You don't know what I am. You can't tell by the countenance of my face. You can't tell by how I smile or look. The only way you know what I am is by the spirit that bears witness that comes out of me. And if it's not the Holy Ghost, you've got a false prophet in your midst. And the only way you're going to ever know that is the Spirit of God's going to have to be in you or you're going to listen to some false prophet and he's going to tickle your ears and you're going to find an easier salvation. You're going to find you an easier one to live with, but you're going to find one that ain't easy to die with. I want to tell you today, they've got a lot of religion in this world, but they're easy to live by and they'll get by in this world, but they're not worth 15 cents to die with. But Jesus tonight is still walking up and down this world. He's still searching and seeking who will come to him. And tonight he desires to have audience with you. He desires to implant into you the truth. You need the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you. I thought his brother elders was talking tonight. The church has got to reveal. If you don't, sons and daughters won't be born. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. If us saints can't pray a sinner through when he gets down, there ain't no use to get him down there. How can he pray whenever he can't touch God and we can't? We got to get out here and pray down the Spirit of God that it'll overshadow him and push out the evil forces in this world that he might find refuge with God. Yes, Jesus, he started to make his last journey. They'd taken him out, taking a cat of nine tails with some little old bone in the end of it looked like fish hooks. All hatred was turned loose. All hell was bombarding him through humanity. No mercy was there. The church of that day had turned on him, and the same church that turned on him will turn on you. And if you look it up, the Pharisees and the scribes of that day stood on the corners and had their great long prayers, told about how long they fast. They had their churches that was cold and carnal, but did not have the revelation of who Jesus Christ was. They're the ones that killed him in that day. It was not the drunk. It was not the gambler. It happened to be the church world of that time. And that's the same thing that's going to kill you and I whenever the time comes. You're going to see that old harlot church turn loose and they're going to come after us like a hound after a fox. And if you ain't got the power of the Holy Ghost in you and you had not got the revelation of Jesus Christ that you take that name with the power, you won't withstand the gates of hell. But he says, my church will stand against the gates of prevail against the gates of hell. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. There ain't no devil, there ain't no demon can handle this church because it's all already ordained and it's already spoken on that it will be victorious and it will stand and it one day leave here and it one day reign forever. 
taken him out there and they beat him. Beat his back to it looked like sausage. Reached down them old leather thongs. It was nine of them. Every time that old Roman soldier would cut out on his back, he'd pop it. He'd pull a chunk of meat out probably the size of your thumb. He just bent over there and taken it, never whimpered, never squalled, and never bawled. And you want me to tell you something? That's what gets me about this world, trying to portray him as a little old girl, trying to portray him as a sissy. I want to tell you something. If you ever see him, which you will if you have his name, you'll see the greatest height of masculinity you've ever seen. You ain't never seen a more powerful, you ain't never seen a more well-built human mankind structure in your life. His biceps will be just right. His walk will be just true. His head will be set on his shoulders perfect. His countenance will be just right. You ain't never seen no man. And I won't tell you something, there ain't never been no man that's ever done what I'm fixing to show you right now. And when they got through whooping his back and they beat him till they gilt plumb out, he started up the road to Golgotha and they throwed that old cross upon his back and I want to tell you something tonight it wasn't a slick finished cross like the Catholic have it wasn't sitting there and well polished it was an old tree that they cut down with an old axe in a hurry they were mad that day they were out for vengeance they were hatred all over them there was no mercy there that day and when they cut that old tree down they just grabbed a big old limb and chopped it off and just halfway hacked them limbs all. Them limbs sticking out here and there just cut off real short nubs and they strapped that old cross uh, arm across there was probably some old leather tongs and they grabbed that thing and throwed it up on his back and began to kick his chin slap his face and spit at him and there he was those same feet that Mary washed one day was now on its way to Calvary. It was now ready to do the greatest heroic job that was ever done. Here was all gallantry put in one place there ain't never been a soldier there ain't never been a colonel there ain't never been a leader in this world that would be as gallant and as great as this man Jesus as he walked up Gog of the hill as he started walking them old limbs he just cut into his back and just gouge him one and slap him another just spit at him and I can see him as those precious feet one step at a time. They just went right on knew where they were going. His mind was made up. He had some things on his mind. He had a job to finish. He didn't start to fail. And I can see him as he got nearly halfway up Gog up the hill. He probably stopped and got his breath and looked around a little bit. And there was all of his creation, them that he had created in his likeness, them that he had created in his image, them that he loved more than the angels of heaven. And there they are in masses, hollering, crucify him, kill him. And he'd never done nothing to them but good. He'd never done no wrong to them whatsoever. And there he was, their creator, the one trying his best to save their souls. And there those precious feet were walking up Gog on the hill with all the sins of the world upon his shoulders. He probably stopped just a minute. He could have called 10,000 angels, legions of angels. And I can see the heavens as they're rocking with that angelic force hollering when he gives the signal. We'll come to his rescue. But he says, no, hold her back. 
no I can't I got to finish and those feet started on up that hill and as he walked on toward the top they grabbed a crown of thorns and they walked over to his forehead and they just crammed them down over it them old thorns just stuck down over his eyes down through his skin and they just twisted around and around done everything they could to hurt him and now they slapped his jaws and he'd kick his hands but he walked up there like a lamb led to his slaughter he didn't whimper and complain he didn't bawl and squall and I want to ask you one thing tonight did Elvis Presley ever walk up God off the hill did one of the Beatles ever pay a price like that you want to see a man you look at Jesus Christ as he walked up the hill of Golgotha and all humanity and the demons of hell were after him he was fighting a warfare that was unknown to the world but it was known in heaven he was fighting for you and I that those feet one day might walk up and down the aisles of your heart that you might have salvation got on to the top throw that old cross down there grabbed him up throwed him over on it one of them went out and they went to wrestling around for a spike just couldn't wait to which one get to drove it and that's the way this church world will do to you one day they'll fight over each other just to get to persecute you and I won't tell you something there ain't any worse than a reprobate and there ain't any meaner guy than a backslider am I right brother or am I wrong I happen to know about that. I've got a son that's backslid. I got a son that preached this message one time. And there ain't anybody any meaner. He turned a complete different human. It might have been my wife don't even hardly know him. He one day could preach a message that make the house fall down. But that devil got a hold of him. He got his eyes off of Jesus. And that world out there took him. And it took him down to the pits of hell. And right today all he can do is go to work. And all he can look is look in his eyes and they're dead. He don't have no fun. He don't enjoy no life. I won't tell you something out there tonight, young people. If that devil ever takes you back in the world, the world don't want you and you can't get to God. And you're a nobody out there in a nobody's land. And you will never survive out there until you get back home. Because once the son of God, you're always a son of God even though you're lost. And the only way you'll ever be happy is you'll get back to your father. You think you'll be happy out there? He told me before, said, Daddy, I can't get back. I'd like to. You can sit and talk to him about God. Sit and looks like a statue. I can remember many times whenever we got out in the hay fields and sat down there beside of a truck and it was going to rain. That's the only money we had was that hay that was going to be bailed. And I'd say, boys, we've got to go to church. Let's pray for that cloud to hold back over there. Me and them boys get down behind that truck and we'd pray that it wouldn't rain and we got back, brother. We'd drive 30 miles to church and shout and magnify God. And when we got back to the hay field and put on our clothes, it wasn't no rain on that hay. That boy knew what it was to pray. He knew what it was for God to answer a prayer. He knew what it was when God brought food on the table. 
He was raised to read his Bible every day and night. He read his Bible every day till he was 16 or 17 year old. He knew that Bible better than I did. He preached the word of God on the anointment. It wouldn't make the house fall down. But one day he met that adversary and got his eyes off of that man from Galilee. And that devil played for him and he fell for it. And now he's headed for a devil's hell unless Jesus walks down to the corner of his heart and brings him salvation. And you're no exception. Nor I ain't either. Only by the grace of God do I stand here tonight and preach to you. He let me live for him one more day. Tomorrow I could be lost. Tomorrow I could let my guard down. And that adversary could move into my heart and begin to lay his network that would send me to hell. It's dangerous to get cold in God. It's dangerous not to pray in this day and hour. Laid him down on that old cross, throwed that left hand over, and there he lay. He's innocent, they had to blindfold him, he couldn't even look in his eyes. This man had never done nothing to humanity but help it. Never stole, never cheated, never lied. No one has ever proved him to be wrong in his word that he wrote. Wrote one of the greatest books that was ever written, and probably the less read. But no man has ever taken and proved that book wrong. And here lay one that could call angels from heaven to his rescue. But why did he do that? It's because one day in 1982, at this certain night, he just wanted to walk down through Hutchinson, Kansas. He just wanted to walk down the aisles of this church. He wanted to bring salvation to somebody, brother. He wanted to bring some blind eyes that were in sin and darkness and couldn't see. He wants to open some eyes out there and show you his identity. He wants to show you he is your God and who he is by name. He's walking up down these aisles to give you whatever you need. It don't matter whether you're rich or you're poor. He came up Calvary for that one reason. He would have died if you was the only one in this world. He would have walked up Gogoth the hill. It didn't make it whether anybody in this world was saved but you as an individual out there. He would have walked up there for all of that just for you. He grabbed his hand and throwed it over. One run grabbed a spike and put it down in the palm of his hand. Old Roman soldier grabs a big old mallet with all the hatred he comes down on it and probably misses it on purpose. Hits his fingers and his hand curls. But he don't whimper. He don't complain. You talking about bravery? You talking about gallantry? You talking about a man? They couldn't call him a sissy and say that he wears a beard and he looked like a little old girl. I defy that because he was the height of masculinity and those demons that wrote those stories and they went and tried to put it out in England that he was a homosexual because he went with men but they did not know it but he overcame every sin of the world. He overcame the sin of the opposite sex and they don't know anything about the truth and those devils from over yonder, them beetles that brought this gob over here across the sea that went and filtered our youth and broke down the laws that God laid down ain't nothing but devils themselves 
and all they listen to is the devil's music and the truth's not in them. They don't know anything about masculinity because they're all feminine spirits and they are from the author of it, which is the old devil. Down it come with that old hammer again and down through that hand it goes. You hear the meat part. You can see his fingers as he straighten out. Throw his other hand over there and he begin to beat that spike in. There he lays. Hammer that one down. Then they take those precious feet that had brought salvation to a Samaritan woman. That had opened blind eyes to a blind man that had never seen. And those precious feet that walked down through Jericho and on past and brought salvation to a publican. Those same feet that walk off of that ship at Galilee that released that legion from all of those devils that he might be free. Now here he was laying on an old cross and they had crossed his feet and here they had got them a spike and he began to nail on that end step. And I can see that old Roman soldier as he begins to come down. And probably it ricochets off of that bone and probably goes down to the side. They pick it up and they hit it again. And directly they drive it through the end step. And when they do, that blood begins to ooze out. And that old soldier that was hammering that with all that hate did not realize that that blood that was coming out of those feet were to cover his sins just like it was you and I. Because he died for all men's sins. He's no respecter of person. He died for every man that was there that day. He died for everyone that was surrounding their hollering hatred and kill him. He died for everybody that ever did live in this world. He didn't come to condemn no one. He come to save that in which was lost. Picked up that old cross, grabbed it up and threw it down in that hole. When it did, he fell. Probably his hands tore a little. And every time you breathe hanging to a cross, you have to pull yourself up because your diaphragm is low. To get a breath of air every time, he had to pull it up and let it down. There he was suspended between heaven and hell. And there he looked out over humanity. Some of the greatest words that were ever spoken was spoken that day. You're talking about somebody with a heart. You're talking about mercy that no man can define. You're talking about love that no auditor can ever write about. There it all hung up there when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You're talking about a man. You're talking about a man that went and fought a war. You're talking about a man that went up there and fought all the demons of hell. And there he hung on a cross to give his life for all humanity. Then he gave up the ghost. And down into hell he went. Three days in the end of the earth. And as the demons of hell and all of those were having a hallelujah time, he reached out and grabbed the keys of death, hell, and the grave because he had overcame them. Why? Because those feet, one day that brought the message to the Samaritan woman, walked up Gogotha Hill and carried all the sins of the world upon, your back, upon his back. Somebody come to the piano. And tonight, those same feet are walking up and down these aisles. Those same feet are walking down the quarters of your heart. 
And tonight he desires to enter your house. He desires to dine with you. It don't matter whether you're backslid. It don't matter whether you're cold in your heart. It don't matter where you're at tonight if you're alcoholic or you're drunk. Just fall at the feet of Jesus. Tonight he's waiting on you. Those feet are walking up and down these aisles. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he desires to dine in your house tonight. Did you know your body is a house of God? Your body is a tabernacle where the Holy Ghost dwells. And he desires to dwell in his house tonight. He desires to dwell down in your house tonight. Why don't you come to an altar tonight and find your refuge? Holy Kamanasiante. Holy Kamanasiante. Holy Kamanasiante. Holy Kamanasiante. Holy Kamanasiante. Ilana Kasomaniate Hulukoshika Mania Hokosoma Hata Hilekeshu Minigana City Holo Kolimi Hata Hokosimi Hinta Hiko Hitashama Hoko Sili Mahate Hiko Shina Moloko Sianda Hiko no Mishata Hoko Show Hilikeyamana Hiko So Manahata Someone's in danger tonight. It is better have a millstone tied around your neck than to offend one of mine. Someone has quenched the Spirit of God. Hoko Shiko Mahali Itana Siande Hiko Sho Mana Hiko So Hoko Shina Hala Mahata Sikana Hiko So Nalima Hiko Sho Mana Hate Hikalayaman Niso Leheda Hoko Shona Hika Yamana City Handa Higa Yamana Shote 
Hokosita Hileyamana Hiko Shomane Hito Shomana Hata Hokosina Hilegomana Sikana Hodona Hikoyamana Sila Tiko Shunamahande Hoko Sana Hilaya Hoko Nianta Hoko Shimana Sina Hokulamana Sanda Hikayamana Sanda Your refuge is at the feet of Jesus God was reaching for someone tonight. Those feet are still walking up and down the aisles. Won't you come to him? You're heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Hilikamanasiande. Hokushomanai. Heavenly Father, dear Lord God, Heavenly King, we thank you tonight. Praise you, Heavenly Father. Holy come on, I send. Holy come on, I send. Hiko Yomana Siende. We're going to wait on the Lord. He's not through here tonight. He never lost a battle. Holy come on, I see, Ante. God's dealing with you. You need to find you a place to pray. I don't care if you're a saint, backslider, or where you are in God. This is desperate. There are souls at stake tonight that hell is a destination if God don't intervene. If God don't bring salvation to them tonight, they're lost. We don't come to church to play. We come to church to pray. We come to church as others might find God. Holy come on us, Won't you come? Sinner, he's waiting on you. If you're not where you ought to be with God, why don't you join arm in arm, walk down the aisle with Jesus? Why don't you follow those footsteps as he went to Calvary? 
come on now, He's waiting on you. He's done all he can do. He came to earth and robed himself in flesh and left the inhabitants of heaven. Beautiful place to live and be forever. But he saw you down here tonight. He came and put the curse upon him. There he came in your place. Walked the humanity, overcame the sins of this world. Walked up Golgotha Hill. Hung on Calvary. He died that you might be saved. And tonight he's leaning over the portals of heaven. And he's calling to you. Won't you come? Won't you come? Altars is open. The feet of Jesus is where you find your rest. He's waiting on you. Oh, he's not through. Just had to stop a little while. He loves you too much for that. You're the apple of his eye. You're made in his image and his likeness. He desires to walk with you and talk with you. He desires to be your friend. He wants to write your name in one of the greatest books that was ever wrote. He wants to write it in the Lamb's Book of Life. He wants to describe it up there with all the greats, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He wants to put it up there with Paul and Peter, Matthew. All you got to do is to fall at the feet of Jesus. He's there waiting on you. Won't you come? Won't you come? Can't do any more. My spirit won't always strive with man. I've done all I can do. Reaching for you. Come unto me. You're heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Holy come on, I said. Anyone else? Anyone else? He paid a great price for you. Never ask much in return. He just asked you to get down somewhere on your knees. Talk with him a little while. Let him come down into your house. Live with you. Let him be your father. Let him be his father, your father. You as be a son. Let him lead and guide and direct you. Keep you in the ark of safety. But it'll have to be up to you. In the shadow. Jesus.